episode number 120 of the High Impact Leaders Podcast, your shortcut to personal growth and career success. Welcome to High Impact Leaders. I'm your host, Doug Standard of the Leaders Institute, and our goal is to help you build strong teams while growing a successful business. On this episode, we're going to talk about a trending phrase, especially on TikTok and a few other social platforms. The phrase is quiet quitting, and it's where employees do just the bare minimum to keep from getting fired. Uh, So we're going to cover the pros and cons from both an employee standpoint and We're also going to talk about if you're an employer or a manager and you're seeing this behavior, what what you can do. So by the way, the episode is brought to you by leadersinstitute.com. For details about leadership development and how to create a team culture within your organization, visit our website at www.leadersinstitute.com. And if you have questions or comments for me, you can tweet me at Doug Stannert or contact me via my website. So the topic today is about quiet quitting, and we're going to talk about its impact on both the employees who are doing this as well as the workplace. Uh, This is one of the newest trends that's floating around on social media. It's called quiet quitting. Uh, So in this episode, I'm going to explain what the trend means and kind of dig into it from both an employee and a leadership standpoint. Uh, it's, It's important to set healthy limits in order to kind of do your best work, but it's a two-way street and especially on how those limits are kind of handled. So this is one of the newest waves of employees kind of setting personal boundaries at work by sticking to just the specific tasks written in their into their job descriptions. So rather than leaving their position, which is what folks would have kind of done in the past if they were unhappy with their work, people instead are no longer doing what we call kind of extracurricular tasks um, or if uh, things that are over and above the the bare minimum in their job description. So in doing so, though, they're prioritizing the the time outside of work in order to take what they're what we're trying to do in that situation is to try to create more of a work life balance. However, in some cases, it may actually be backfiring and have the the exact opposite occur. So um, where this really came from was people during the lockdown really kind of took notice of the amount of work that they were doing and trade off for their hobbies and family time and that kind of thing. So in response, what's happening now is that a lot of employees returning to work are kind of setting boundaries by quitting their above and beyond efforts. So staff personnel jumping on this trend are subtly sending out a message to to leadership that that's not to say, by the way, that the administration, the the bosses can't have a rebuttal reaction, which we'll kind of talk about in in the near future. Um, so let's kind of talk about what this is and how um, quiet quitting it, it may actually have a short term personal benefit for you, but it may also devalue your work which could end up costing you big time in in the in the future. So while setting work boundaries it, it breeds positives, it can also have some really unintended consequences. I, I guess the main thing to kind of keep in mind about quiet quitting is that it can be worthwhile as long as you remain valuable to your company. Um, team members who participate in this trend may find it worthwhile if they're seeing signs of burnout or if they're if they're really just not interested in their work. 
Um, I, I'll give you a really good example. Is when back when I first set out on my own as a consultant, I was flat broke. I mean, I had no customers, and I spent every day from like six, seven a.m. in the morning until really late in the evening promoting my my new company and trying to find clients who needed my help. But after a short while, it got to a point where I, I couldn't pay my rent and I was eating bologna sandwiches like twice a day. So I ended up having to get a part-time job working for a telemarketing company in the evening. Now, I hated this job. I, I absolutely hated it. Didn't like going to work, didn't like the work that I was doing, didn't like what I was selling, but I needed it to make ends meet. So I, I would, I'd work all day long for my company. And then I just kind of changed my shirt, drive to the telemarketing office. And and by the way, just so you know, I was I was pretty good at it. I mean, I I was pretty good at selling, even though I wasn't really interested in it. I, I actually had a pretty good closing ratio. I was able to sell over twice what every other rep was averaging. Uh, so as a result, I tended to kind of waste a lot of company time. I would I would take 10 to 15 minutes to go get a new cup of coffee. <laughs> I would linger during my restroom breaks and and that kind of stuff. Uh, just so you know, if I had worked more efficiently for this company, I likely would have broken all of the sales records. It probably would have increased my income pretty dramatically as well because it, it, they did get bonuses for, for higher performance and that kind of thing. And as far as I know, my boss never knew that I was kind of loafing. But after being a business owner myself for about 20 years now, I'm really ashamed at the way that I acted back then. I, I was I was really, I was cheating my company. And in reality, I was stealing from them. They were paying me for 20 hours of work. It was part-time. So they were paying me for 20 hours of work every single week. But I was really only giving them maybe 12 to 15 hours of that, of that time that they were paying for. Um, so if this sounds kind of familiar to you, play, pay close attention to the rest of the session. Um, just so you know, just to kind of take this where 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 it goes back when I was doing that type of behavior, I wasn't successful at all. I was barely made. I was flat broke. Uh, once I kind of changed the way that that I worked and the value that I brought to the companies that I was working for, my income grew dramatically. And uh, and actually within five or six years of making that change, I actually became a millionaire, which I would have never even seen at this early in, in, in my career. So if you happen to be the manager or the leader who is seeing this behavior in the people that are working for you, uh, I'll, I'll give you a few tips as we kind of go to help you kind of change the team culture of your organization as well so that you're getting less of this type of behavior from your team. Um, but just so you know, in, in the business world today, you've got a lot more options if you're feeling burnout or even if you're just uninspired like I was. So before quiet quitting, you might use some, maybe some personal time off from your company or possibly work from home on occasion. Another way that you can instill boundaries at work is by utilizing your lunch break as that, as a break. Uh, I mean, I personally have a bad habit of of using my lunch as a working lunch. I, I, I'm productive and I'm getting things done, but my brain is also working overtime and, and, and I'm in hyperdrive the whole time. So by setting mental boundaries, you can kind of keep your lunch free of meetings and job responsibilities uh, as much as you can. And that will kind of help along the way. Just so you know, burnout in companies is real and it's also got a detrimental effect uh, on uh, of of basically feel, having the feeling of being overworked. And as a result, retention rates and team morale will actually lower 
if too many staff feel undervalued and and overworked. Um, so, so it is something if you happen to be a leader or manager, or if you're starting to feel this yourself, it's something that you probably want to deal with because you want to be happy when you go to work. You want to do things that you're enjoying, and then it doesn't feel like work. However, if you decide to do the opposite, what I'm suggesting that you do and do this quiet quitting thing, there is a detriment that this can cause for you. Um, you know, while all of us, you know, these ideas uh, and, and measures are helpful to kind of broaden your own kind of mental health, if you're having trouble with burnout and that kind of thing, a lot of times this doesn't take into account the effects that can have on your job and your teammates, especially. So boundary setting at work is both necessary and it's great for your mental health, but there are some really unintended consequences that you can experience. Your work boundaries, while quiet quitting impact your coworkers, whether you intend to or not. So when you set your own boundaries, you can create the perception that you're not a team player. It can also invade personal lives by giving extra work to your coworkers. So the things that you would be doing now, your coworkers doing, and if they're already doing more than you are, and they're seeing you kind of dump stuff on them, that can create some, some challenges in the workplace as well. It kind of forces a change in your team and and their own boundaries at work. So think of it this way. Let's say you're a barista at a at a coffee shop and you set that personal boundaries. I'm going to do no more than the absolute minimum. I'm not going to push myself. Well, a lot of times your manager is going to kind of take note of that. And that could create a, a domino effect. The first thing that's going to fall would be a drop in the number of hours during your shift. So if if your boss is kind of looking and seeing that you're less productive than other team members, then and if you typically work 20 hours, you may end up with 18 hours or 16 hours or 15 hours, which means that now your income is going to suffer. Next, it's going to push more work on the staff the, your your teammates um, when the manager ends up sending somebody home or sending you home, right? So if you're not productive, if it's not busy, you get sent home. Now your your coworkers are kind of taking up the brunt because there's not enough people to to do the job. And finally, it could mean fewer shifts and then less income flow. So your co- your coworkers are going to notice, and in turn, it could form the same habits that you are. You know, they're that basically if they kind of see that you're uh, being less productive and they say, well, man, she got away with it or he got away with it. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it myself because I don't want to, I don't want to have to do more work than, than I need to. So basically what happens is it creates a domino effect. It creates a snowball to where now all of a sudden uh, the company becomes way less profitable, way less productive. And as a result, more shifts start to, to decrease and the company could end up going out of business, which costs everybody their job. So similarly, in a, in a corporate setting, employees who enforce better boundaries may have better mental health. However, those same boundaries can give people the idea of a poor work ethic or a lack of ambition. You know, the, the position's when a new position opens up, you most likely are going to be overlooked for that new role, and you may not even know it. it there, you, you were never even considered, right? Your salary is generally tied to the amount of effort that you put into your work and project, projects. Basically, the value you get paid for the value that you're bringing to your company. So, minimal effort and work gives you a minimal salary or a minimal raise, if even if you, you're able to get one. 
Um, now here's where it can get really, really bad. So this is where this is you want to take note if you are tempted to do the the TikTok um, quiet quitting thing. So what happens if the business world kind of changes? For instance, what happens if inflation increases and you need a raise now because things are more expensive? So the biggest unintended consequence of participating in this activity is that it limits your financial growth. You know, currently right now in the United States, the inflation rate is at right at about 8% per year. That means that if you don't get an 8% pay raise this year, you're going to be making more money this year than what you did last year at this time. So in good times, good companies tend to reward their team members. In fact, in a lot of a lot of times they'll they'll reward every team member. So in good times, you may get away with it. Even if you're doing this quiet quitting, they may give everybody raises and and you may benefit from it. However, in bad times, everybody's got to tighten their belts. And according to a recent Forbes article, this was just a couple of days ago, 51% of executives are now implementing job cuts and layoffs right now, right now, today. So if you put yourself into their shoes, if you've got to fire an employee, does it make more sense to fire the most productive team members that you have? Or does a team member who's just doing the bare minimum, you know, is that person kind of a better choice? I and mean, it's pretty obvious, right? So uh, I'll, I'll give you a really good example. This one of my team members, one of the ladies that works for me, recently asked for a raise in salary. Um, the reason why, by the way, is because she's got to drive about 30 miles to get to the office each 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 way uh, each day. So um, the price of gas is right now is still over 350 per gallon here at, at, close to our office. So even a small raise would probably go a long way for her anyway. Now, unfortunately, I had to tell her that I couldn't give her this raise and pay. And the reason why is because um, she's one of the people on the team that kind of just does the bare minimum, just the bare, bare, bare minimum to not get fired. I, for example, our, our normal office hours are from eight to five. Now we don't have a set time where everybody's got to come in and everybody leaves because what we do is, is fairly um, inconsistent. You know, we, we may have really, really busy days and then days that where, where we're not as busy and that kind of thing. So people kind of set their own hours, but I mean, I'm I take note of kind of when as the owner of the company, I kind of take note of when people come in and if the normal hours like eight to five and a, a typical workday for this person might be uh, coming in at eight fifty, you know, just to make sure she's there by nine and um, and almost every day at three fifty seven, three fifty eight, three fifty nine, she's out the door gone. Right. So uh, so as far as I know. She's never actually even put in a full eight-hour day. And then also at lunch, remember how we were saying that, hey, you want to take make your lunch break your, your a real break? Well, she takes that. She does that. But she also does it to an extreme. So she'll shut her, her door at noon and, uh, you know, turn on, I'm guessing, you know, Netflix or something in her office and the seclusion of her office. And then at right at one o'clock, she opens the door one more time. And now she's ready to kind of, to kind of start working again. So... So, um, and, and in addition to that, when her coworkers need help, she's also always kind of busy doing something more important. She's not the kind of person that's going to bend over backwards to help out somebody else that that's in a jam or anything like that. So as the leader, if I reward this behavior, I'm shooting myself in the foot. 
My point is that quiet quitting may be trendy on TikTok, but sooner or later, you're going to need something from your company, from your boss, from your employer. You may need a raise or you may need time off or something personal or something important that's come up. And your employer is more likely to help you if you are indispensable to the company, if you're productive to the company, if there's no way that we could do that we could run the company without you. That's how you make yourself valuable. Um, so basically, just kind of keep that in mind. Uh, so if you happen to be on the employer side, by the way, I'm kind of picking on the folks who who are, are kind of seeing this as a, as a positive for their for their career. There's not a whole lot of positives other than hey, you, you you do less work, right? <laughs> so the, then, but if you happen to be a boss or an employer, um, you if you're seeing any of this type of stuff happening with your team. You want to take notice and, and you and and you may need to kind of rise up, make some changes, or in some cases, you may actually need to react. So if you happen to be a manager or a leader in the organization, you're seeing these behaviors, take note. The, there may be a reason why your team members are acting the way that they're acting. So viewing your team quietly quitting may be a wake-up call to you to make alterations in your team culture. So many company leaders may see this trend as an easy way to weed out their staff, especially if the boss, the big boss is now coming to you and saying, hey, we're going to have to lay people off. Then, you know, hey, the quiet quitters are, you know, they're kind of an easy mark, right? But staff who set personal limits are are, are really a lot of times they're looking for a better work-life balance. So that's that's to say that they they cherish their outside of the work hours and want to make better use of that time for their own personal needs. Needs, so um, long hours impact job satisfaction the way that uh, the same way that overbearing teammates and overbearing duties do. So poor performance by low quality work and a culture within the office can can uh, create some some challenging. So knowing this, if you're the leader or the manager and you send out a work-related email after hours and you see it as being an emergency and the people that you're sending it to don't respond to you right away, there might be a reason. They don't see it as urgently as you do. A team leader can recognize the the wear of the work-related stress on, on their coworkers and be proactive about it. You'll get better results. So Approve vacation time or allow for a, a more hybrid work approach. Spread the wealth of work tasks more evenly among, among your team members and be compassionate when it comes to last-minute call-outs and the use of sick days. Think about the needs of your team when delegating tasks and, and provide reasonable deadlines for them. Your staff is going to appreciate you and they're going to show it in the work that they give you back. So without recognizing that that low team morale and burnout, basically your employees are going to leave. I mean, I don't have to tell you how, I don't have to explain in great depth why having your team members dipping out of those extra tasks, you know, what that means to to business, those willing to do work now and who then quietly stop doing them, that slows your production, it slows your profit. So the, their diminishing work ethic is going to impact the culture within your office as well. So a good leader will like to nip that in the bud by addressing the the lack the lacking work ethic head on. Give give some benefit of the doubt to your staff by 
having a frank discussion, address issues that they might be having. And if all else fails, you know, make the necessary staffing changes if you need to. Usually that's kind of the last resort, last resort. Use this time as an opportunity to recognize those who have great follow through and utilize their, their, their work time really, really well. Some staff members um, won't indulge in the trend and you'll notice a little difference in their, in their time management and their priorities. And that's to say that as a suggestion, it's, it's worth taking note of those things when they happen and rewarding them. So keep in mind though, that, that times are, are changing pretty dramatically in the business world. As we speak, it's no longer admirable to overwork yourself, but it also errs on the side of selfishness to just execute the minimum requirements. Inflation and our economic system flow in cycles. So we're nearing an economic recession, which creates key changes in the workplace. So if if the quiet quitting trend continues, we might see a huge, large layoff instead of a great resignation in the very near future. So just kind of keep that in mind. Thanks a lot for being a part of the High Impact Leaders podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.